Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So oh, cool. Oh, it's an ugly old pass. That's final, guys. And that is full time. For the regular season of Super Rugby Pacific 2023, full-time here at HBF Park. Chiefs, 43, Western Force, 19. Yes, full-time in that game, full-time on Western Force's season. Unfortunately, a loss in that game to the Chiefs means they miss the Super Rugby Pacific Finals. To talk about that, we are joined by Stan Sports Rugby commentator Sean Maloney. Sean, welcome to the show. Good morning, mate. It was a uh, sad finish in many ways to the fourth season, a season that offered up plenty of really, really bright spots, but uh, up against the might and the uh, the deeply powerful Chiefs, uh, just just a big, uh, too big a step to climb in that last game. Yeah, it was. I guess we did have high hopes for the force, and obviously a win would have put them through to the finals for the first time. The Chiefs did rest a number of um, of their key players. Was it was there disappointment from this performance, Sean, or did they blow their chances earlier in the season of playing finals? Do you think? I think it's more just the early in the season uh, set up the force had to um, fail to overcome eventually, but uh, mate, they had such a tough run through the early part of the season. It was a really rough draw that they copped. So many games on the road, back-to-back-to-back games over there in New Zealand as well. So that didn't help things. Um, Obviously, the home record was terrific, but then those slip-ups away really, really stung them and set them up in that position where they had to try and drop a team that has been phenomenal this year. I mean, the Chiefs have only lost the one game. That was a, a surprise loss. Uh, against the Reds, so they've, essentially they've lost to a team that will play in the final game, I think, of the season anyway, so there's something to be taken out of that. Um, I guess the bigger thing is that uh, Simon Cron has started to put together the framework of a team that can do some proper damage in 2024. What was the biggest and most costly loss, do you think? One that jumps off the page is the one the week before oh. against the Rebels in Melbourne, which was just horrendous, really. Yeah, that wasn't great. That wasn't that wasn't great. Uh, the loss against the Tars over here wasn't real flash either. Um, I mean, you've got to you've got to try and obviously win all your games at home and then jag one or two away, and they just were unable to do it. I mean, that was the reality of it. It's so hard. I mean, it is so hard uh, to be on the road the way that those guys are. That to, to jag wins, it's so far that they've got to travel, particularly when they're going to those you know far flung corners uh, of New Zealand. Most of the games that they played over in NZ weren't in the main stadiums. They're in their regional spots as well, which has another layer of travel and that kind of thing. So, uh, all things considered, they've um, they've gone okay, I reckon, this year. And Simon Cron's first year in charge of the force, and I truly believe that he has unveiled a couple of gems in his starting fifteen who will really shine next year. So, who are the ones to watch out for as far as the young force players go? Do you think, Sean? 
Okay, so they, they've got to try and hang on to and uh, re-sign their number 13, Sam Spink, who came over from uh, the UK from Wasso. He has been terrific. Max Bury has been a revelation in those last few games in the number 10 jersey. Uh, Jeremy Williams is going really well. And then there's a bunch of homegrown guys over there who'll... Um, go well again next year as well. You've got Nick White heading west, which will be a huge in the Wallaby scrum half too. He alongside Isaac Fiennes, Lalewasa will be terrific. Um, mate, I reckon, I reckon honestly, from uh, from having had watched pretty much every minute of every game they played this year, they are, they are tracking in the right direction and I reckon they could potentially be heading into uh, their best ever era as part of the Super Rugby. That would be fantastic because they have promised a bit at times in the past and then it sort of amounted to nothing. There's been the view coming out of the camp for most of this season that they are building something that is that can be built upon and uh, and can be sustained and improved. That's your view as well? I, think, I honestly think that'll be most people's view. I think most people in Aussie rugby would share that uh thought process. Uh, Isaac Rodder there as well. Um, I'm just trying to think of the other guys from the starting 15 from Saturday night. I mean, it's it's when you, when you assemble them all and toss them all out there at the strongest, they can really press. And obviously the flip side to it being so hard to uh, travel for the guys at uh, the Western Force coming east. Um, similarly, it's really hard for the guys over this side to head that direction too. So if they can keep that home record, um, you know, that strong home record they've had over the last two years intact and then just pick up a couple on the road, they will be A-OK next year. Yeah, just having covered AFL from this side of the country for a long period of time, what they tend to do is target certain games they believe are winnable, take care of their home ground advantage and then once they get to that stage, as you say, where they can pick off a couple of away games, the, the travel schedule is interesting, Sean. They're away for a month at one particular time. That's a, that's a long time mm. to be on the road. Is there anything that can be done, do you think, with the fixtures to make things a bit more fair and equitable for them? Well, I guess that becomes, doesn't it, where they, they'll do that draw later in the year and there'll be some consultation with broadcasters and the CEOs and Sanzar as well where they try and line it up and make it that way. But, I mean, it wasn't. I mean... The truth of it, it was not fair on them this year. Uh, I think they had that first game against the Rebels where they came back from 11 out of half time to beat them in back in round one and they were away again for another three or four weeks and back for one and they're on that road trip that you mentioned over to New Zealand. And again, like just to reinforce that, they weren't in the big city stops. Like they were down in Invercargill and they were well out of town for their game against the Hurricanes as well. They were in regional... Uh, sort of the region of Wellington rather than actually in the capital itself. So uh, it was it was tough sledding for them this year on that front. But in and amongst it, they managed to serve up some really entertaining footy. How are they tracking off the field, do you think? Do they have a firm toehold in the WA market now? And is the, the rest of the competition confident they're a, they're a viable on, an ongoing part of the competition? That's a really good question, and I reckon it's answered best via that turnout at um, HBF the other night. That was a big crowd. Like, that was a, uh, appreciating that it was a finals, um, a final spot on the line. It was their last round game of the year, but that was a really strong crowd. I was over there calling the match they had against the Highlanders uh, earlier in the season. Again, that was a really big crowd. So com- when you compare that to what's happening down in Melbourne uh, in terms of who's coming through the gates at Amy Park for the moment. The Western Force are well and truly in advance of them and 
think they were, uh, haven't seen a lot of since. We had that eight settle, but I think they may have even finished on top of them on that front as well. So it's it's all ticking along, and they've got the right guy there in charge in Simon Cron. He's terrific. He I know for a fact that he's reconnecting with um, grassroots and all levels of the game over there in Perth, as well as doing his thing with the Western Force. So it, it sets up real nice. It really does. Are you confident when you have an isolated team um, like the Force and they're in a, a, a non-rugby state, if you like, then the coach is really important in terms of player retention. You mentioned Simon Cron being the right person to be involved. Are you confident that his presence will be enough to keep players re-signing and, and, and enable them to build rather than be disrupted by departures? Totally, 100% I do. Uh, and, I mean, on top of that, you just look at the players that he managed to find He's obviously he scoured the uh, he scoured the globe looking for a backup nine, um, a winger as well as uh, as a centre, and he found maybe got he would have got him at a, at a cut price as well, I'd imagine. But Zach Kibberigi, the winger for the Western Force this year, I'm not sure if he'll be hanging around or if he's back to Europe. But I mean, he was one of the stars of Super Rugby, undoubtedly one of the stars, one of the best wingers in the competition. Sam Spinkler touched on it at the start. He has been a revelation. And the number nine they had, Gareth uh, Simpson, who came in and captain the team. So Crony has a terrific eye for talent, bringing them in. And I think for the most part, when those guys get a chance to play underneath him and experience what he's about as a coach, then uh, they'll, they'll want to stay because they'll send something good to just around the corner. So let's set a target for them next year, Sean. What's realistic? Does it have yep. to be finals for to, to, to mark a significant oh, that, step up? 100%. It's, it's, it's fine. It has to be finals for them next year. No doubt about it. They should be in a position next year, as I said, to win most of those home games. And then they should be looking at picking off. Um, they should be looking at picking off the Rebels in Melbourne rather than going down to a record defeat. They should be seriously targeting wins against Queensland and New South Wales. The Brumbies in Canberra is a really tough proposition. But if the draw sets up and they've got those teams um, doubled up next year, then a hundred percent they should, it should be finals at an absolute minimum for them next year. Now, you mentioned the Chiefs are clear favourites. You think they'll be playing on in the last game. 13-1 and one puts them three games clear of, uh, of any opposition. Are they really that dominant in this competition? Oh, honestly, I mean, your, uh, your listeners and those that were at the ground the other night would have got a, a taste of just how impressive uh, their defence is, firstly. I mean, the week before, I uh, was just doing that game down in Canberra, so they're against the best Aussie Super Rugby team for some time, the... Uh, the Brumbies, and mate, the Brumbies couldn't make an impression on them in any facet of the game. They were that good in defence. Uh, they're loaded with plenty of depth and plenty of strike power as far as their attacking uh, players go. They, I think statistically, mate, but statistically, if you finish uh, number one in Super Rugby, I mean, we go back sort of 15 years, invariably you win the competition because you, they, they, don't, they won't leave Hamilton out, so they're back there this weekend. They'll play... CG, they'll beat CG, they'll likely play the Brumbies in week two, they'll beat the Brumbies over there, I'd suggest, and then they'll welcome in one of their fellow Kiwi teams, of which they've beaten all this year anyway. So Chiefs are rightful favourites, and I reckon the Blues are probably the Smokies for the title. Okay, and the Crusaders, where where do they sit, do you think? They, on the yeah, ladder, at least, I, I they're, they're the nearest opposition? 
yeah, so they finished regular season second, defending champion. So it looks like they will play, I'm just trying to do the numbers, they'll likely play the Blues in week two of the finals. Uh, but I think the Blues can probably maybe get get the Crusaders in that particular game and then move through to the big one. So, uh, yeah, Crusaders will win this week, uh, 100%, with almost 100% certainty. Uh, and then it'll be the Blues in week two for them. Do we need a bit more equalisation in this competition? I know that not every competition practices it, but if you go down to the, the bottom end of the finals, down to the, the, the sort of spot that the Force were fighting for, I think the Reds are there with a 5-9 and nine record. It's a, it's a pretty stark contrast to what you've got up at the top end, haven't you, with the Chiefs sitting at 13 and 1? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I am actually a proponent for having it as a top six. I think that there are too many teams that go ahead and qualify in a 12-team competition. Uh, I think eight's too many for a final spot and statistically speaking mate you are you're generally cannon fodder in week one of the finals as well like I don't think in the history of the competition we've had a situation where you know the bottom ranked qualifying team has beaten the top side and similarly down to I think about seventh or sixth so I reckon uh, it should just be the top six that go through and and then just they can bump the season out with uh, a home and away against all teams inside your conference. So that would be my suggestion. Um, maybe that brings some equalisation, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, as it stands at the moment, there's a, there's a bit of disparity, especially heading into the finals, as I said, where the bottom place teams very rarely make a dent. I like those thoughts. I think they make a lot of sense, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us on the show and uh, good luck calling the finals in the coming weeks. Good chatting. Thanks, mate. Sean Maloney, he's a Stan Sports Rugby commentator, giving us the wrap-up of Western Force's uh, 2023 season. Of course, disappointing end to it, 43-19 loss to the Chiefs on Saturday night. But some sound steps made this year for Western Force, and hopefully they can build on that next season. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with more after the show. We're getting a lot of texts coming through on Jordan DeGoey. If you want to have your say, it is on the Temper at Bedshed text line, 0487 736 736, or you can call us on the open line if you want to have a rant on on air about it. Uh, We'll be back after the break.